Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen, here with Life Coach Dean McMurray, the military medium, and this is your daily dose of happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today, and Dean, we uh, have been wanting to get uh, messages and emails from listeners, and they have been sending them in. A few of them in particular have just been really inundating us with really great stuff to talk about. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's That's good. awesome. It's all that really is, good. That is a good thing. The mail, the mail, mail call, the, the, the grab bag, as they say. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever term you want to use. There's absolutely no clue that we got that you were ever I, in Yeah, the I have no yeah. clue. I just came up with something, Walt. We just, I was like, all right, just go with the Dean. I don't know. It's, it's like the Super Bowl, right? Fumble and just, and just pick it up and go. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, anyway, uh, we received an email um, from one of our regulars, Barbie, yesterday, and she has some questions for you and for me okay. also to address. And uh, she's got a bunch of them here, things that she wants, okay. uh, you know, a little advance warning predictions about, that kind of thing. I don't sure. know how much you do actually do prediction, but hey, well, gives us uh, something to, to talk about to start things yeah. off here. So she actually uh, included a lot of stuff. I'm going to just keep the part um, that directly addressed you and i'm going to save the rest of her email for some of the other shows where oh she sure other yeah co-hosts. absolutely but uh she's where you're concerned she says first of all how is 2021 going to play out economically for small businesses in america i don't Ooh. know if you can do that one can you do that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah i uh look into my crystal ball right <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> you know it's interesting um because 2020 and and everything 2019 2020 was supposed to be all about change we saw <clears throat> i think uh one of the um uh one of the we were just talking about super bowl just a little bit ago or making a joke about it and i think one of the funny you know everybody talks about commercials and they had that lemon commercial right raining lemons and uh making lemonade on lemons um but um i guess to get back on track what barbie was asking about um, it, you know, 2019, 2020 was all about change. 2021 and going into 2022 is supposed to be all about implementing these changes. So we're going to start seeing some, the big gears moving into, in forward and in some type of progression. What does that mean for small businesses? Will some go out of business? Yep. Some will. Um, we just know that. Have. Uh, right. And some already have some great mm-hmm. big businesses have. Yeah. Um, you know, it is too finite to really, really give any prediction on how it's going to, um, all, um, kind of shift out. Um, I think on some of it, what I do feel is that we're going to teeter on the brink of, um, what I would under, I don't want to say because I hate going there is I don't want to say financial collapse, but financial issues on a, on a bigger scale. And I know we're already there, right? There's a lot of stuff going on, sure. but what I'm saying is like even bigger stuff. And it feels like we almost teeter on the edge of that and flirt with it and then almost come back. Kind of like the, the shows where the cars come up on two wheels and it's like, is it going to go over? You know, and then it comes back <laughs> down. Um, so do I feel that that is, you know, will play out at some point in this next year? Yes. Do I feel like it's, you know, some big collapse or whatever? I don't get anything like that, but I do feel that, um, you know, the roller coaster ride isn't over, so to speak, um, for businesses. And we know that there's a lot of stuff with the new administration and everything. And I'm not going to get into the weeds of what they're implementing because these are decisions, again, that people that make uh, decisions that people either make or don't make, right, or enact on affect our future. And we know that. Mm-hmm, and sure. whether they're laws or it doesn't matter what it is, and or it could be your neighbor, um, and so the thing that I would share is, you know, we're really going to see what's more important is seeing a new culture within businesses. Um, you know, just like, um, over, I guess, centuries or time, we see species evolve and adapt to the environment, right? 
because we got to continue to evolve. And that's the same that's going to happen with businesses. And we're going to see, and we've already seen this new niched um, businesses emerge, but also it's going to be, how do I want to say, I almost want to say like the, you know how uh, you can kill a bunch of cockroaches with uh, poison and then a new strain of cockroach comes back that's just impervious to that point, right? So mm-hmm. it's almost like the 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 new evolution of business that is um, a bit more robust or has learned to adapt to the environment. So there's there's changes yet to happen, but as far as, hey, if you have a business, I want to know, you know, as a business owner, what's going to happen. And again, I'm going to go back to that energy is still so turbulent so much in flux that it's really hard to narrow down with any level of certainty especially for a year um you know to get those sense right i mean it makes total sense a blind psychic is going to tell you that right so it's like i I, hey i don't consider myself to be psychic and i can tell you that (laughs) and i can even go a step further than that um we've just come through a year that i think most people if you kind of take a poll they'd say it was a it was a pretty bad year a lot of people would say that. challenging at I, least yeah yeah i don't really think it was a bad year but i think most people would say right. that yeah and you know even in the worst years if you go back in our history you know like yeah. 1929 the stock market crash right yeah you know, depression that really just clobbered the country by like 1930 yep. 1931 right. even during that era there were small businesses that were thriving yes and we forget that part we overlook that part yeah and and then you look at like you know everybody likes to point to the fifties right that was you know, the fifties was this ride this wave of of good fortune and prosperity and right. so forth and there were huge numbers of small businesses going out of business yeah and that's because I mean well at that point it was numbered in the tens of thousands now the number of businesses here in this country numbers in the millions in terms of small businesses right right you know, drawing a generalization about millions of businesses is ridiculous because they're all different. And they all yeah. have different clientele and they have different levels of success going on and different levels of yeah. failure going on, different, you know, different degrees of ability to manage, yeah. you know. So looking for a single thread in that, I mean, that's kind of like looking for a single drop of water in an ocean. Good luck with that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're well, just and, not going to find it. <laughs> well, and the, the thing that you brought up with those two points in time, uh, Walt, are, you know, one you brought up was kind of, um, mid uh depression but you think about it after the depression what happened to businesses or people that were starting businesses it skyrocketed right because they were on the rebound post-war because everything was you know recycle and a lot of businesses like you say were going out of business because a lot of people didn't have money and when they came back what happened Every, they were in a boom, right? Baby boomers, everything because exactly. post-war, every, all the soldiers were coming home, right? But what happened to a lot of those, um, we'll just, we'll take maybe World War II. Not that I was, I remember my life during World War II, <laughs> maybe that life, but, but you know, you think about maybe an organization and I don't know, have one off the top of my head, you know, specifically, but maybe they were making ammunition, say, for the government. And all of a sudden they lost the contract. Yep. What are you going to do as an organization? Are you going to retool and reorganize and start making automobiles? Are you going to change, you know, are you going to start making, I don't know, dolls, you know, chocolate, you know, so adapting and overcoming, I think is, has been kind of a watchword for, you know, really anything, but uh, it just, we haven't seen it in so long. There's been such a, yeah. You know, yeah, there's been turmoils, but we I mean, haven't I can, seen I can anything even think to of a, that level. I can think of a brand that actually fits what you just described. You talked about aircraft parts changing over to automobiles. That's BMW. Well, there you go. Yeah, BMW started off as an airplane manufacturer. There you go. For Germany, right? <laughs> I mean, that, right? yeah. that's who they were. That's who they were building for. And then the, the end of the war came, and they were forbidden from doing anything in aircraft. So what did they do? They went to making cars. There you go. And did a pretty darn good job. Right. Mm-hmm. Very successful. Now, did, did all the companies make that kind of switch? No. Some of them didn't. Some of them gave up, threw in the towel. Some of them just tried to complain and, and continue to make planes and didn't get anywhere, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever their industry might have been. So once again, it comes down to the individuals. How are the individuals reacting? 
And there are going to be as many different reactions as there are individuals. Yeah. Well, you can count on that, right? Have you ever had five clients in a row who were the same? I mean, Never. seriously, I mean, that's Never. just not possible. Yeah. Unless I was caught in a time loop, which hasn't happened that I remember. <laughs> well, I can't rule that one out, I guess. If I but... come back five minutes from now and I see this loop on this, mm. <laughs> this video and I go, it hasn't happened yet. I, you know, it's like, well, just so, keep your eyes, you know, keep, right, keep your eyes open yeah. for Bill Murray in case he shows right. up. If he shows up, then we know right. there's a problem, you know, but other right. than that. absolutely. <laughs> but you know, it's a great point though, is that, you know, I think the biggest thing is, is, is talking about if somebody was to ask saying, you know, the words of adapting and overcoming. And then also everybody loves to use the catchphrase pivoting. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, just really trying to um, make the best out of the situation that you can. So, yeah, BMW, other things, you know, don't become the uh, blockbuster, you mm-hmm. know, analogy. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody thought blockbuster would go out of business. Here was this conglomerate. And even towards the end, they nobody saw that there was any issues with it. They were actually opening more franchise. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, and then it just went poof, almost not overnight, but pretty quick. And, uh, so kind of crazy. Um, you know, I kind of think about that. Like, how do you adapt? How do you, how do you change with the environment? Do you have to change completely what you're doing? You know, how do you, as somebody, for example, um, uh, maybe you work in an environment, Dean, I work, you know, my job, say, uh, you're a mas- massage therapist. Maybe your job, um, you have to physically make contact with the client. Like, how do you do that? And, and maybe your state or county or whatever says, you know what? Um, you cannot, you know, it's got to be shut down. Maybe you're not considered a, uh, essential business, right? The quote unquote. Mm-hmm. How do you adjust? And that's not a question that I can answer for the business owner. They have to figure out. Um, you know, maybe it's the first, um, AI virtual massage therapy. (laughs) I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know how that works. And, but I know that, um, you know, we were talking, Walt, you and I were just talking about Zoom before we came live and, you know, different platforms and, and, uh, you know, just, it's kind of interesting, like how, more podcasts there are and more people getting out there and like, Hey, I can't do anything this way, but Hey, I can, you know, I have a phone or I have a computer. I have a, I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. There's why there's technology at our fingertips and almost pretty cool. Every, almost every household, at least in America that I'm aware of that, you know, I get that there's a few, but, does you know don't have certain technologies, but almost every household has a computer or a phone, right? Something that can connect. Usually. Yeah, that yeah. could could suffice. And yeah. so what I'm trying to say is, you know, we do have tools available to us, even if you have to go to your local public library to do it. You know, and, and some businesses are going to adapt. Some businesses are not going to adapt. That's some right. are going to succeed. Some are going to fail. And there are inevitably going to be. People in the businesses themselves and people outside the businesses looking in who are going to point to the broader economy and say, well, it it was either the broader economy's fault because it went down or it was the broader economy's uh, uh, was the one that was doing it because the economy went up. But really, it's the business owners and every one of them is going to make different decisions. And that's what's going to drive the businesses. You know, and they're going to have different vibrations, too. We talk about vibration all the time. They're going to have different vibration levels. That's right. I mean, they may not know what that means, but they're still going to have them and they're still going to be driving, driving their experience with them. So, you know, absolutely. Everyone's going to be absolutely. And, and, and I also recognize and understand that everybody, you know, listening to this right now lives in different parts of the country or world or whatever. And your, you know, the economic conditions wherever you live could be vastly different than where I live. And, you know, it could be better. It could be worse. It could be the same. It, you know, but at the same time, understand that, you know, we're responsible, um, at the end of the day and we understand. Are. Yeah. And, um, you know, I like, to, like I like to remember something else too. I like to remember that ultimately, no matter where I am, I take myself with me. 
Mm, I love that. Right. So right. because that's true, if I'm a business owner, right. if I change from one part of the country to the other, go from you know, the rural area yeah. to the city or from the city to a rural area or suburb or anywhere in between, yeah. I still take myself with me. So if I've been having trouble, which I have had a lot of in my own past, I've experienced that directly. And then I move, guess what? My trouble doesn't go away because I brought right. myself with me. On the other hand, if I'm doing well and I move, guess what? I do well because I brought myself right. with me. So it really comes down to it. I, we have this tendency to, to look outside of ourselves and say, Oh, those outside conditions are driving and determining our lives. No, they don't. No, they don't. Not even, a, not even a little bit. They only do to the degree that we say those outside events control our lives. That's how far mm. anything beyond that just isn't accurate. I mean, right. now I'm not saying that it's easy. I'm not saying that right. it's so simple to just, you know, retune to whatever we want to retune to. We are certainly influenced. We allow ourselves to be influenced by outside right, events, right. but mm -hmm. we don't have to be. And no matter what the outside event is, we could right. be, I, and I'm, by the way, I don't want to stay on this particular point very long because I don't want to like where I'm going with it. But we could be in the midst <laughs> of a massive depression with a, right. with a complete totalitarian government and still have a, a surviving and thriving and abundant lifestyle if we are able to shift our mindset completely away from all that crap. Right. And similarly, now I'm going to go to the more fun side. We can be living in a totally abundant society you know, where, where there's everybody is doing well or nearly everybody's doing well and everybody's just growing and flowing. And we're in a really, really bad space where we're just, you know, turning ourselves down and we'll, we will not thrive in that society. Right. Because of where our mindset is. Right. So it really oh. doesn't matter what the external is. I mean, right. does it matter? Yes, we feel it. We experience it. Yes. But ultimately we have the control. We get to decide where we're going to put our focus. So we can point yep. to the outside all we want to, but at that point, what are we doing other than putting ourselves in victim mode, really? Right, right. You know? Right. Um, next question she had. I don't know if this one even fits into medium or psychic mode, but I'll bring it in. Why are people skeptical of the COVID vaccine? Ooh, great question. Well, I, you know, I think it, there's a lot of things and I don't want to speak for anybody else. Um, and I can't because, you know, I don't have their perspective. Um, it can be a lot of things, you know, it could be their religious beliefs. It could be, um, you know, but I think when it comes down to it, it's a belief in something, whether it's, um, you know, somebody, what somebody tells them, what they read, what, you know, what their religion tells them. Um, you know, there, there can be a lot of things, or maybe it's the facts that they know is from their personal perspective. Uh, maybe they know someone that got sick or injured. You know, I'm not saying, and I'm not taking either side. I'm not. Um, yeah. the thing that I would share is that when you come at something, you're coming at it from your perspective because that's all you know. That's right. And, so I really can't comment for anybody else because I don't have their perspective. Um, and really, when you think about it, whether people want to admit it or not, there is still a slice of emotional, you know, aspect to it because, you know, it's like I am not getting vaccinated because and then they say what, what, whatever, I don't believe in it or whatever or um, or I am getting vaccinated and this is because, right? And so, you know, whether it's based in fact, you know, what you understand as fact or what you've seen or experienced or whatever, it comes from a personal perspective and it is driven by an aspect of emotion as well. Now we understand that. So, sure. um, so I can't really, it, I, I don't really think it goes in either boat. I don't think this may be more of a philosophical question or something to, more to mull over, but, um, you know, it's, it, it's something that's relevant and is out there. Um, I guess to put it more into, if you want to call it psychic or the woo woo world, you know, talk <laughs> about more about, when the conversation goes to vaccines or goes to anything, where is it vibrationally? I don't care where yes. your stance is on it, but where is it? Because we can have a conversation about it. And as long as you keep the vibration either neutral or positive, hopefully positive, 
um, and you can have any stance that you want on it, that means that you're really not, you know, you're not connected with an agenda of trying to make other people believe your point of view or very, you know, you know, oh my God, I can't believe that you're not getting it. Or I can't believe that you did get it, you know, because there's the both sides mm-hmm. and, you know, um, and God bless both sides that are doing it. And it's just sure. like, you know, I don't, uh, certainly again, I don't, uh, I'm not taking sides either way. I'm so, but, um, but yeah, and, and I really think when it comes to it is I would challenge folks to really look at where things are vibrationally with the conversation, where are things going? And, you know, it, it's more of about a personal journey when it comes to that. Um, if you choose to make, to go get, um, the vaccine, perfect. If you're not great, um, you know, either way, that's, that's up to you. And I'm not here to say, Oh my God, you know, um, so I, I agree with you. I, I don't think it even matters to be perfectly honest. And the reason I don't think it matters is that regardless of which viewpoint you take, right. if you're taking the viewpoint that says, well, people should be taking the vaccine, you're basically coming at it from a lack viewpoint saying, oh, if they don't take the vaccine, everybody's going to get sicker. Right. And if you take it from the point of view of, that you shouldn't get the vaccine, oh, you shouldn't get the vaccine because then the government will be controlling you. Both of them are fear-based. Right. There, there, there are yeah. no positions that I know of where the COVID vaccine are concern, is concerned that are not fear-based positions. Right. The only the only one that I know of that's not fear based is just not to worry about it. And I don't worry about it because I know perfectly right. well those who want the vaccine are going to get it. And they're they're actually scrambling all over each other to get it right now. Right. And those and who they, don't want the vaccine are not going to get it. They're going to stay away from it. And you know what? It's going to work out great because it's all right. vibrational. So here's the way I look at it. Those who want and need the vaccine in their own minds are going to vac- get the vaccine. And guess what it's going to do for their vibration? It's going to raise their vibration. Right. And those who don't want the vaccine and who are just ant- adamantly anti-vax are going to feel good because they didn't get the vax. So guess what? Everyone feels better. What could that possibly lead to other than a reduction or eventually elimination of the pandemic? It can't, right. I don't see how it can produce anything else. So I don't see any reason to worry one way or the other. It just, <laughs> right. let the, it'll take care of itself. It'll all work itself out exactly the way it needs to. I don't have to give it any, any attention at all. Right. Right. She, she actually followed up with a, a second question. She, she said, were people skeptical of the polio vaccine when it was first released? I think I'm we sure can safely say I'm some sure were and some were. weren't. Some were lining up saying, give it to me. Others were saying, keep it away. And like, right. you know, it it's worked like, out. <laughs> well, you think, you think about it too is, um, you know, talking about, uh, you know, I'm sure if you go back far enough, you know, when Western medicine really, you know, traditional medicine really came into the picture and when people wanted to give them shots, they were probably like, you know, keep those witch doctors away from me, you know, yeah, just right. give me the, you know, just give me some willow bark or whatever. Um, <laughs> yes. you know, I don't know, but you know, I'm, you know, throughout history, anytime that there's change, there's always both sides, right? Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely. And the biggest thing is, like you were talking about, Walt, is if you can come at it from a neutral corner, if you can come, which is sometimes challenging at times, um, but it can be done. And if it's not done in a fear-based aspect, it's like, and, you know, you know, if you're trying to figure it out, I guess. Um, instead of being charged in one of those corners and either for or against something. And and that's, you know, you could insert whatever label, um, versus doesn't have to be vaccines. It could be politics. It could be anything, right? Good Lord is, you know, uh, canned baby food or raw baby food. You know, it's like, you know, (laughs) I don't know, diapers or, uh, cotton, (laughs) you know, whatever. And, uh, it's like, you know, where, where does this stop? Where does this stop? And, um, you know, I, for me, it's, it stops with me because I have the ability. One of the things, and I was, I was actually having a, a, a brain fart moment. I was, um, a vapor lock. I call it a um, vapor lock. Ooh, a vapor a lock. Term. I yeah. heard that one. Um, okay. Some time back, several years ago. Um, Archangel Gabriel actually was giving me an acronym and it, it was code. It was C O D E, right? And, 
Um, and I was like, code, what do you mean? Like code? And I, and I was like, oh, it's like, uh, you know, it stands for something like C yeah. Yeah. Cypher. Right. And so one day I was actually sitting down and I started channeling, uh, Melchadagic, right? And so and, I don't even and, know what that is. You're going to have to define so, that. One. So, so Melchadagic, and I know I'm, I'm messing up some. He's like, are you mispronouncing the name? That's fine. Um, you know, they're cool with it, but basically they're a divine entity, right? Um, and it was telling me that, you know, it stood for C is for compassion. Um, O is for oppression, D is for, um, depression and, uh, E, I can't even remember what it stands for. And that was the last one that I was, but basically what it was, it was the question and answer of all these aspects of this code. And it was almost like talking about how it's used in a fear-based society And what are the things that we can do? Like talking about, I remember one of the questions that I asked and I, you know, I said, so, you know, let's talk about compassion. And I said, so even, you know, like somebody, um, you know, that is a murderer does, you know, what we consider as a society, evil things, like if they were, you know, a serial killer or whatever. And because even somebody uh, that is doing heinous acts still has a compassion for something. They're passionate, right? They have the and talking about um the the aspect of um you know if I jump down to depression, one of the things I know there's you know if you call it itself, there's epidemic going on with a lot of people dealing with depression, right? Mm, sure. And talking about the you know the number of suicides and this is going back a number of years. And um you know talking about how we vibrationally where we where it is on a scale if you will so we have a understanding um you know even though there isn't a scale but you know so our (laughs) 3d minds can figure that out (laughs) and if you will and you know saying you know where are you vibrationally right now why you know what is bringing in the depression and what continually brings you into this cycle and you know what are some things that you can do to break the cycle. And I, you know, and I know I owe you the answer on what the last one is. And I'm completely, uh, yeah. Oh, don't worry I, about it. Well, anyways, we'll, this is going to bug me. He, one, but anyways, for I'm, something important, we'll just, yeah, well, well later, you, know, you know, if nothing else, I have it for next show. But the thing that I want to share is I, we were just talking about it and I was like, Oh my God, this just sounds like talking about the fear based aspect. And, you know, how you can use everything. And that was one of the things too. Doesn't matter what you're talking about. You can use things to either control people or society. And you can also use it conversely to support people and to lift them up. And it's really where you are at vibrationally individually and what you, what your intent is. So at the end of the day, what do you want to use it for? Because remember, just like this pen, I can either write somebody a really great note or, you know, in theory, my intention, I could out also harm somebody with this pen if I wanted to, but I'm not going, you know, obviously it's all the intention. What is your, what is the intent and the energy and vibration of that? But, um, Absolutely. but it was, it, it just made me kind of flash back on that. But, um, you know, it's, it's, I think it's more about as a, as a species and as, individuals maybe kind of giving ourselves a a check if we will and go where where do we want to be where are we and how do we get there right Mm -hmm. and you know so we talk about our daily dose of happy and you know is that is that our is that our vaccine walt is that the vaccine the daily dose of happy give ourselves a little shot and, and get us through yet another day and yeah, I think so, because because yeah. ultimately the whole point of a daily dose of happy is to raise vibration, both of the hosts and right. of the listeners. And if we succeed in doing that, any time that we raise our vibration, yeah, that's like a vaccine. It's a vaccine against all of the stuff we don't like. 
because it refocuses or we refocus more accurately. We mm-hmm. refocus our attention on what we like, what we prefer, what we enjoy. Right. And in the process, through the law of attraction, we get more of that. So is it mm-hmm. a vaccine? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, what does a vaccine do? A vaccine right. gives you the state of health you're looking for. Well, right. focusing your attention gives you the state of life that you're looking for. It's the same concept. Right. It's just a little bit different applied, but that's about it. Well, and it also builds up a resiliency too, right? I, you sure. know, kind of that barrier. So you think the same thing that, that, you know, the more you practice the, your daily dose of happy, the more resilient not only you, you become as well, right? And oh, yeah. so when you, when you go through that little challenge in, in life, which is going to happen mm-hmm. off and on, you know, the more resiliency you build up, it's, you bounce back a little bit quicker each time. We talked a little bit about that yesterday in the sense that the more that we learn to stay on the higher vibrational wavelengths just by refocusing our attention constantly, all three of us, myself, Louie, and Amy, we're all agreeing that we've noticed over time. I'm sure you've noticed it too over time. The more that you stay in the higher vibe plane, so to speak, all of a sudden, all those thoughts you were so worried about trying to keep track of back when you were in the lower vibe area, suddenly... I mean, you weren't actually focusing them on it, on them anymore. You're focused more on what, right. you know, whether you're feeling good or not. And all of a sudden they're all easier to keep track of. Yeah. They, have you, have you noticed that? It's like, yeah. I, I don't even, I don't have to do anything. I'm just very aware of where my thoughts are going without having yeah. to do a darn thing simply because yeah. I'm in a higher vibe. State. Remember the old bumper sticker back in the eighties? Maybe it's just me, but there used to be, I remember my dad, uh, Used to have one saying, it's hard to soar with the eagles when you're associating with the turkeys. Exactly. <laughs> yes. But you know, the same thing is talking about bringing your vibration from here up to here. And, and you know, and there's a couple of things. There's less traffic. There is. And, and also as you go into that is the, the aspect of, um, you know, the, the vibration is it, it just seems like it just, it, it clears everything else out of your way. And like you said, you're really not doing a lot. It's more just about awareness. It doesn't feel like you're, you have to do a lot of things physically anymore. It's just, you know, it's just like, Hey, you know, this, this this is easy. This is, I've got this. Yeah. Yeah. It's when I was in the lower vibe space, it wasn't, I've got this. It's like, Oh my God, did somebody got me? Yeah. It's like walking through jello, right? It's like every day. And it's but like, when yeah. you're in the high vibe space, it's easy. It's like yeah. your arms are it's out like, and you're soaring. That's it. On? Yeah. It's yeah. It's stuff. like trying to ski uphill versus learning, <laughs> hey, if I go to the top of the mountain, it's just super easy, right? So, or do you get somebody like Telemark coming along to tell you how you ski uphill, but that's not the subject entirely. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, I love it. But, oh, no. She's also got, Barbie really hit us with a lot of questions. Today. Oh, Here's another great. one. It's great. She says, have conspiracy theories been magnified or grown to such proportions today since the Kennedy era? I think she means, do we have more conspiracy theories now than we had in the past? And I, I can directly address that because that's, sure. that's American history. Um, and the answer is the conspiracy theories today are just the ones of today. We've had massive conspiracy sure. theories going back to before the founding of the country. And I can tell you one of them, and it's a really funny one. <laughs> George Washington was at the center of this particular one. Really? Uh, yeah, this was before he became George Washington as we knew him. He was just sure. a resident of Virginia. You know, he was a um, plantation owner, a slave owner. Right. Uh, but he also wanted to run for local government. He wanted to be, I don't remember what the exact title was, but it, like it was the local assembly or you know, local town council. It was that kind of equivalent thing. And he figured, well, he came from aristocracy, right? He had all the right connections from the, the, the motherland. You know, he, he had the wealth and so forth. He'd be a shoe in He lost. He lost handily. And he found out the reason that he lost handily was that his opponent went into the local pub and bought drinks for everybody all the way up to the election, and they all voted for him. <laughs> and he said, well, this that, is that probably happened. <laughs> oh, it did happen. This is, this is, I, I, this is historical say, fact. But- so yeah, I was going <laughs> to, this is historical fact that of course he, he, he cried foul, right? You know, right? Well, this isn't fair until he decided to change the conspiracy theory around. So next election, he bought the drinks for everybody and he got elected. <laughs> Person with the deepest pockets. That's right. <laughs> no, that's, that's the funnier side of it, but there's also the non-funny side. 
has have there been conspiracy theories? Well, yeah, quite a few of them. Go back to the 19th century. How about slavery? Right. The, the, the big conspiracy theory was if you end slavery, you're going to completely crash the economy. Oh, sure. That was big. That was that was like one of the major arguments made in the South. Now, did it actually crash the economy? Well, I think the, the economy did crash, but I think you contribute that more to the Civil War than anything else, which right, pretty much decimated right. no, the South. Yeah. But, you know, uh, yeah, there was an economic crash. Did they recover from it? Yeah, they did. And they actually managed to recover despite the fact that they were still, you know, treating people of color yeah. horribly, you know, right. but they still yeah. managed to pull it off. So was the conspiracy theory valid? I guess it depends who you talk to. I think a lot of people would say, no, it wasn't valid at all. But there are going to be some people who would say, yeah, it was valid. Right. And, and you can find the same thing with every ethnic right. group. There were conspiracy theories about Catholics. There were theories about Jews. There were theories right. about Irish. There were theories about just about every group that ever emigrated to this country in large numbers. Right. Italians, huge numbers of conspiracies. Well, some of them exist to this day. What do you think stories of the mafia are all about? I mean, mm. were, was there an actual American mafia? Yeah. Did the American mafia do everything the conspiracy theory said? No. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, it reminds me of a, of a joke that comes from a, a movie in the 1990s called Sneakers. In the movie, um, the, the two main protagonists are having this discussion and one of them, uh, learns that the other one was involved being like a, a an accountant, so to speak, a computerized accountant for the for the mafia he says you were an accountant for organized crime and his friend says trust me they're not that organized (laughs) 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 but the fact is we've had conspiracy theories since the founding of the country and even before the founding of the country and there are always going to be i mean here's another way of looking at conspiracy theories something we are now seeing more of in a way that a lot of us hadn't seen in our lifetime. And I'll say that the reason we hadn't seen it is because we had Walter Cronkite. Walter Cronkite was not the only one, but he was, in my mind, the leader of what I would call the balanced news movement. And that was new. That did not previously exist in this country before the Cronkite era. Hmm. Before the Cronkite era, you had pretty much with the newspapers what you have today with the major media sites. On the right today, you have, you know, Fox News and OAN and Newsmax. On the left, you have like NBC and uh, CNN. I mean, you can see you, everybody knows where the dividing line is. Well, the same thing was true with newspapers going back to the 19th and early 20th centuries. Everybody knew which, which newspapers leaned Democratic. Everybody knew which newspapers leaned Republican. And when I said leaned, I was being generous. They were propagandists for the left. They were propagandists <laughs> for the right. And they sure. made today's propagandists look like petty you know, dictators right. by comparison. So, yeah, conspiracy theories have been right. around for a long, long time. And as long as politics is around, they're probably not going anywhere. <laughs> right. We were lucky. We had a respite with, during the Cronkite era. I think that was very fortunate. But um, And that could come back. I, I think it would right. be great if it did come back. It might even come back sometime soon. You never know. But um, I wouldn't assume that that's what the norm was that we moved away from because it wasn't the norm. Historically, it was the exception. Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, and you were talking about, you know, I just remember in high school, some of the political ads and, you know, I, cause it was part of history and yeah, it was, um, really kind of interesting, but mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and I think it has the, but getting back to your question, has, has it, um, grown? I, I think we're seeing more of it because of social media. I think, you know, I don't know if the amount is more, but we're just seeing it more um, because everything is shoved in our face. And so, so many social media platforms, I mean, some have actually grown almost overnight or exploded, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with everybody, you know, wanting to go to all these different platforms. And so you got even more avenues or ways um, for folks to get information. And, you know, if, uh, if somebody has a, a conspiracy theory or story that they want to spread, geez, that stuff can, as long as it's interesting, it's going to go like, oh, yeah. Right. And, you know, sometimes millions of people in a very quick time. So I think for it to get out very quickly, um, you know, it, it, it just gets spread quicker, you know, exactly. with technology now. 
versus it might take a week for it to really get around, right? Like they had to ship the newspaper and, or they had to wait till the weekly or the nightly news, at least till six o'clock or 10. And, but now I mean, George Washington it, had to wait until the town crier told him. I mean, here heary, heary, right? So it's like, oh man, you know, it's crazy, but you know, I don't, I guess I don't feel that it's, we're in a time of exploding. Cons- I think we're just hearing about it more just because exactly. of technology. It's, you know, um, it, I think they were always there. We're just seeing it more. So a lot of things get amplified because of technology and, and we're it still does. coming to terms with that. We're still, I mean, I think we're, I think as a culture worldwide, not just America worldwide, yeah. I think the culture is still a bit in shock and continues to be yeah. in shock because of how quickly it's all grown up. And right. you know that that's going to have a certain degree of fallout, no matter what happens. Is it growing up? I, <laughs> it's like, we could debate that one too. Yeah, yeah, right, right. That'd be a, maybe another day, but yeah, it's, yeah, right. I, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. But um, but yeah, it's you know I would yeah it's it's just kind of crazy yeah just and I know it's not happened overnight, but it kind of seems like it has, and it grows in these leaps and bounds and you know it's just like wow it's just really fascinating it really you know um how the us as a society as a worldwide society um develop and you know it's just how we get hit these pockets of time you know, it's almost like nothing, nothing, nothing. All of a sudden, kaboom, and all this stuff happens, and then nothing, nothing. You know, really, it just it's kind of quiet for a while, and all of a sudden, something sparks up. And then, you know, whether it's a lot of turmoil or growth or whatever's going on, um, you know, and and we're in that we're in a time like that now. There's a lot of turmoil, but if you look deeper. There's a lot of cool stuff going on. I mean, I just read an article like, uh, what was it? China, NASA, is it the EU or sending, um, are they sending, uh, is it a combined spaceship or is it together? I don't know. Or three separate to Mars. Are you talking about the photos from, from Mars? That's, that's the yeah, Chinese. Well, mission. yeah, but there's, but there's actually, uh, one with the flying drones and all kinds of cool stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, there's just, there's other stuff. I mean, that it's kind of interesting. It takes the backseat to everything else, but you mm-hmm. know, it's like when you look deeper, it's just like there's some really interesting stuff that, that is going on behind the scenes and, it's just like, you know, we are li- living in an interesting time and it's, you know, it's going to become another mile marker in, in history. And when the kids now, I think about my, you know, son that's 10 and my daughter that's 14 when they're, you know, give them another 10 years or better and you'd be like, yeah, remember 10 years ago or five mm-hmm. years ago or, mm-hmm. you know, it's it just like any one of us that are whatever age you are now, look back in time and you know, kind of makes me wonder if, makes me wonder if we're going to reach a point where, uh, the whole thing will be moving so quickly that we'll say, right. remember last month? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> be like, whoo, that was so five minutes ago. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think man. it's really important to do everything for, for those of us who are conscious creators. For us to do everything in our power to disconnect ourselves from all those fears, because that's really right. what we're talking about here. We're talking about a variety of different kinds of fears. Right. And, no, and absolutely. The more that we disconnect from them, the more we get that perspective that David Strickle, who the streamer David used to do the Tuesday show before you, would talk mm-hmm. about that 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 pulled back perspective that Source Energy has. Because when you look at it from that perspective, everything looks great. You know, there's, there's nothing wrong with any of it at that point. Right. The only time it's, it's like, it's like watching a traffic accident from a thousand miles up using a camera as opposed to being in the traffic accident. Being in it is an entirely different experience from seeing it from, from above. It looks like a slow motion ballet. Right. But from being in the accident, it looks like instant death. Right. Or perhaps hopefully not, you know, but that's, that's how big the difference can be. Right. Perspective is everything. When we gain that better perspective, we basically set ourselves up for the better experience and you know, not everybody's going to set themselves up for that perspective and we got to be okay with that too. 
We've got to have the perspective that says, you know what? Some people are going to make choices I don't like. Yep. But if I can just take away the fact that I don't like it and just let them be what they're going to be, I'm going to be happier for it. And no, I won't abs- be feeding them any bad energy. So, you know, it's going to work out both ways right. better just by me pulling back like that. Right. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So I completely agree with you. All right. Well, let's move on to, okay. She, she's touching on all these major issues. We got some okay. more here. Okay. This actually goes back to the COVID vaccine. She says, okay. will the entire world be inoculated with Pfizer or Moderna's vaccine no. or will other less recognized vaccines no. play a role globally? No. Um, well, you know, cause their first question was, will the entire globe be, um, you know, immunized and there, there, there's going to be enough people divided, whether they're personal beliefs or religious beliefs. And, and within the next year that it is going to take a lot longer, uh, because that's a pretty broad statement, the entire earth that's talking about the indigenous tribes that have, you know, hardly seen any. Outside inhabitants, that's talking about, you know, the people that are very staunchly divided on the issue. Um, you know, that would take lots of years. And, you know, will it happen? I, you know, I don't know, but I don't, I don't feel it happening this year. Um, but, um, but my, yeah, my first answer was no, it's not, it, I wouldn't I agree um, with you. Yeah. I agree with you. And I, I would add, first of all, not only is the entire world not going to be inoculated, the medical leaders don't think that the world needs to be completely inoculated. They talk right. about herd immunity. Right. They, they can't really seem to agree on what they think constitutes a certain level of, of herd immunity. I've heard anywhere from like two-thirds to three-quarters of the population. But wherever that point is, that means there's a large chunk of the population that doesn't get immunized for the, before the disease is, is essentially reduced or eradicated, reduced to a point right. where it's just manageable or eradicated. Right. And, you know, I, I would be kind of surprised if the disease ever does get eradicated just because so few diseases ever get eradicated. Right. The ones that we have licked have never been eradicated. The only one I can think of that was ever eradicated was smallpox. Right. That's the only and they one I still, know. Of. And, you know, interesting. I was just going to bring that up is, you know, the whatever strain they end up finally going with after all this is, you know, kind of a non-issue, right? Like we talk about smallpox and, and all that. You know, when I was in the military, you, every year you had to make sure your immunizations were up, your, your right. deployment readiness, right? Right. Um, and that was one of them. You know, the smallpox vaccine was still given. And so, you know, I would really see that, you know, if anybody, you know, whether it's infants or uh, young people that are still getting a regularly series, maybe the older generation, and then also the probably our military at, at some level that, you know, I'm sure that they're going to add it in there um, at some Not level probably. saying, well, let's just add it to the soup. Right. Mm-hmm. Um but, um, yeah, as far as, you know, kind of just, you know, you talk about it kind of just kind of going away because they came out with the, the vaccine for it. And I think we're going to reach the point probably not, probably not this year, but probably within the next two or three years where vaccination of it is going to be considered almost unimportant. And the reason I say that is I know of at least one, no, I know of at least two, uh, pursuits. Uh, for that, for a treatment that eliminates the virus or the body, just eliminates it within a really, really short period of time. So you could have a massive infection. You take right. this treatment and it just clears it up. It cures you. And, you know, when you have that no. available, why, why are you going to bother with a whole bunch of vaccination? And now and is that of- just the, is that, is that just speaking to COVID or is that speaking to a lot of other things as well? Well, actually, a lot of things, because the two that I know of, one's in Australia and the other one's in Europe. I'm trying to think where in Europe it is. The one in Australia is called INA051. The one in Europe, I can't remember what I just read about it the other day. But both of them originated before the COVID um, uh, pandemic. They were okay. attempting to create uh, new medicines that could treat a wide range of infections. And it turned out that what they were doing was also effective against COVID. And somebody said, we need like a mass pandemic. Let's test it out. (laughs) Now I'm going to start a new conspiracy. Here goes the conspiracy theory. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you heard it here first, folks. I, I was waiting as soon as you went in. But no, it, you know, it's really, I actually came up with one of the predictions, believe it or not. It was on another podcast that, um, and they wanted me to do, um, predictions for 2020. And I was like, Oh Lord. And, but one of the things that I came, that I did get was, um, like huge advances in, um, biomedicine, like, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, in, in that aspect with medicines and, and biotech and stuff. And, um, you know, and a lot of them aren't talked about like on a big, I mean, this no. stuff is just fascinating to me. That should be really like, look at these guys are doing just such, you know, they're, and then, but of course it takes a back seat to everything, which is going on. Um, and, uh, so, but I was like, you know, it, it's interesting to me because we are living in a very, you know, interesting times, very exciting. There are some very, uh, you know, huge advances in medicine. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And just, you know, outside of the COVID, you know, uh, stuff. And like you said, this, that was going on way before. And, um, yeah, it was pro- and some producing some really interesting results too. I mean, yeah, the one that, some- from Australia, now they, they announced this last September, they have just completed getting their funding so they can do all their testing. So it's going to be a while before this comes oh. out, but with their original testing, they were testing on ferrets. They infected all these ferrets with COVID and then well. They gave him the, what is the equivalent of a nasal spray. When this thing is done, it's going to be something you, you know, like, what's the, the, the Dristan mist? It's going to be something right, you just yep, stored yep, into your, into yep. your nose and it just cures you. They cured 96% of the ferrets. Wow. First try. Very first try without doing any extra work on the thing. Huh. And, and that's, that's their, that's their benchmark. That's their starting point. Wow. <laughs> you know, so once they get that into testing, I'm sure they have to go through a bunch of steps to get that to the point where they could test it on humans, humans, and they right. get, they start getting, um, the results there. Then it's like, what can we do to get that up to 98%, 99%? You know, at right. that point, you have right. a, a, basically a pure, a, a perfect cure that you, you snort into your, into your uh, nasal passage and five minutes later, you're fine. Wow. That, I mean, that's almost science fiction right now in terms of what we're experiencing. But let me tell you, we're only a few years away from it because they're already working on it right now. Well, you know, um, you know, talking about advances, I, I, I just love this stuff and, you know, talking about, you know, how people talk about vibration and actually levitating items with sound and, mm. and frequency and, and remembering reading articles. And this is going back a number of years where they were able to, you know, levitate, I think it was like a, a sea grain or, or like a popcorn kernel, something really, really tiny, but it was more about levitation and saying, well, if you can do that at that level, then of course, you know, they got to step it up and, you know, um, different technology and, and different things. But I'm like, wow, you know, if they can do that, you know, they're, it, it just, it, it, it kind of, uh, you know, the, the old images of, uh, you know, Spock and, and, you know, <laughs> the, old, the, old, the old stuff that we, uh, you know, that we grew up with that people always envisioned in the future, you know, the Jetsons and everything. And, <laughs> and of course that was a lot of it was, you know, uh, at the time science fiction, but you know, where but science is science slowly fast. is, yeah. you know, at a small level, maybe micro levels or, Talking about, um, you well, know, what's, you, what's the difference between a flip phone and a, and a Star Trek communicator? They both flip yeah. open and you're talking to right. it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. seriously, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a whole lot yeah. different. That's yeah. right. That's it's exactly well, true. in the same with, um, teleportation, there's, um, you know, talking about, are, are you familiar to... with the, are you familiar with the work of uh, Professor Emoto in Japan? He's the guy who, um, sets up these experiments to create crystals. And then he has uh, his participants. Lost audio. Oops, yep, I hit the Oops, wrong sorry. button. Um, no, that was my fault. They, they apply um, uh, emotions to each of their, their test elements. So, for instance, let's say Didn't they have one particular water? element. Yeah, he did. They, these yeah, are all yeah. done with various forms of water, usually yeah. uh, freezing them or crystallizing them in some way. And the ones that 
they applied pleasant emotions to create these really nice, beautiful patterns. The one that they applied really dissonant, angry type stuff to produce this really angry type pattern and so forth. Right. So my, my friend Louie, who does the uh, Monday show with me and Amy, pointed out to me a couple months ago that he, he has a, a water filter at home, right? And he had his daughter put a piece of tape on the water filter and write the word love on it. And ever since then, he said the water tasted better. And I said, mm-hmm. well, that, I can test that one. I, w- I want to see if that's actually <laughs> true because we filter our water too. Yep. We do it through a pitcher, yep. you know? So the next time um, I filled a pitcher with water and let it filter through, when I was done, I put, just put my hands on the pitcher and I just started thinking about love. And I right. poured it out and I tasted it. And let me tell you, it was actually sweeter. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like I mean, significantly sweeter. Before the water was, yeah. it was okay. You know, you right. could tell it was filtered, but it was pretty clear. You could tell there wasn't right. any chlorine in there, you know. But after applying that technique, now I do it every time. Because we, we take old water bottles. We just keep refilling them with the filtered water. And right. every time I fill up a bottle, I'll, I'll apply that same principle to it. I'll, I'll put the, the bottle down. I'll forget about it till later on. And then I'll come back and get a, a cup of water later on. And I'll taste it. Oh boy, that tastes really good. Right. It happens every time. It's amazing. You know, so yeah. Professor yeah. Emoto's work is, in my experience, is proven out. It really does work. Right. You can no, actually apply it in your everyday life just by, you know, how you filter your water. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's science has proven this scientifically proven that you know, our bodies are always communicating with things around the light photons, right? We're always communicating with, you know, whether it's that glass of water or whether it's, you know, each other or without the verbal interaction, but talking about the light photons interacting and talking about the vibration of other things and how we're picking up on um, its language or its vibration mm-hmm. and, you know, it's reacting and interacting with us. So when we're putting off or discharging those, those po- positive particles, it's taking in that, right? Cause we felt it. We've, That's you right. know, being around other people in a room that are really positive, really beautiful energy. And we're, you know, somebody said, I really like that individual. They just seem so yes. you know, positive. And then you get around somebody else that maybe is just very negative. And we all know that, it, or, you know, we, uh, you know, it's like, I don't, it, you know, I don't like spending time around them because they just feel draining or the negative, you know, mm-hmm. and the negative mm-hmm. photons, right? And so the same thing is in this, it, it's, I just so fascinated me where you can actually, the water where you can actually taste. Yeah. What positivity tastes like. That, that really is- took me by surprise Isn't it? it shouldn't have taken me by surprise but it did take me by surprise because of how dramatic it was i thought oh i might taste a little tiny difference huh uh-uh. no it right. was a big difference it was a much bigger difference than i expected right. that's what threw me that's what surprised right. me well and the same thing goes too is you know you don't have to stop there you can do the same thing with your food absolutely you know? um yeah you know so um the thing that i would share is kind of like in my office here actually i was to open the door and and show everybody there's actually a hydroponic growing tower in my office. And so, you know, cucumbers and strawberries and that kind of thing. And, but one of the things that I always, you know, I always kind of talk to my plants, Hey, how you doing? You know, like, Hey, you know, and the positivity, but you know, I kind of see where it's sitting at like, Hey, what's going on with you? You know? And, um, so, you know, you always hear about the, uh, Maybe the, the crazy old person with the, uh, talking to their plants, but there's something to be said about it. You're interacting. If you're interacting with, in a positive manner with other, you know, um, living organisms or the, the living energy, um, it's going to react. That's true. That's and true. what, and what you put out comes back. Well, Barbie, thanks for sending in this list of questions you gave. That was us. awesome. Really good show. I mean, lots of good stuff to talk yeah, about here. So that was, that was great. fabulous. So thank you. And anybody else who, who's so inclined, that's one reason why we have the LOA Today app out there. If you haven't downloaded it, do so. I've got, I'll put a link into the description for this particular episode. And then take advantage of the goodies section where you can find the Ask a Question form. You can use it just to send in commentary as well. And just send stuff in because we will use it on the show. So take advantage of that. Dean, it's been great as usual. Looking forward to next week, but I hope you have a great week. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for having me on again. I, 
as always, it's a uh, tremendous uh, honor, and and it's always fun to get my daily dose of uh, absolutely. Well, that's why happiness. we do it, right? We need to get it. We, we all need it's it. So. My my vaccine. I can say I've been vaccinated. There you, go. there you go. Okay, so everything's good. All right, I agree with you completely. So thank you much. Thank you, especially to our podcast thank listeners you. as well. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.